0: section six of the brilliant proof by mirza abu'l fazl Golpaygani. this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by nicholas james bridgewater section six perhaps someone may advance an objection saying that ordinances prohibiting anathema and execration are found in the other heavenly books as for instance the commands of his holiness christ well known as the sermon on the mount wherein he most lucidly states quote, whosoever calleth another a fool is in danger of hell-fire in the koran it is stated quote, curse not those who claim spiritual mission without the permission of god thus without knowledge cursing god as an enemy the answer to this objection is evident to the people of insight for such ordinances and prohibitions are considered as educational commands in the estimation of the learned and not as laws and enactments of religion consider this command of the sermon on the mount wherein he states quote, whosoever is angry with his brother falsely is subject to the law End quote. again he says quote, store not for yourselves treasures end quote. and again quote, be not concerned with the morrow end quote. also quote, whosoever smiteth thee on the right cheek turn to him the other also end quote. and quote, whosoever desireth thy garment give him also thy cloak then later on he says whosoever asks of thee give unto him and whosoever would borrow of thee prevent him not it is fully evident that the learned men and doctors of the christian and muhammadan religions have not considered these ordinances as imperative men of intelligence versed in law and jurisprudence have not deemed those who disobeyed these laws deserving of punishment and trial nay as already mentioned they have unanimously accounted them educational laws moreover some of those laws are such that the doctors have not considered those slighting them as transgressors or evil doers before God. For instance, quote, if anyone smites you upon the one cheek, turn to him the other. He who begs of you, give to him. He who seeks to borrow from you, do not refuse him. End quote the above statement will clearly show why such commands and ordinances were not considered by the leaders of the christian peoples as imperative and obligatory and why they could not remove cursing and execration from among the community but in the bahai religion the commands prohibiting cursing reviling swearing and blasphemy have been revealed as imperative and obligatory laws the responsibility attaching to the violators has been revealed in various tablets emphatic commands have been issued in regard to the purity of pen and tongue prohibiting the writing or speaking of that which will offend men for example although in various tablets such as the ishraqat and others the law prohibiting cursing and execration has been explicitly laid down nevertheless Bahá'u'lláh, during his latter days in the blessed book of the covenant fortified and emphasized the following command to the people of the world Quote, "o ye people of the world i exhort ye towards that which is the cause of the elevation of your station hold fast to the fear of god and adhere to the hem of kindliness verily i say unto you the tongue is for the mention of good defile it not with unseemly words verily god has forgiven the past hereafter all must utter that which is seemly shun anathema execration and that whereby man is perturbed the station of man is great some time ago this lofty word was revealed from the treasury of the pen of abha today is a great blessed day that which was latent in man is today revealed and become manifest the station of man is great should he adhere to veracity and truth and remain firm And steadfast in the cause. Every intelligent soul who reflects upon this utterance, verily, God has forgiven the past. Hereafter, all must utter that which is seemly. Shun anathema, execration, and that whereby man is perturbed will clearly see how emphatic an ordinance has been given forth ratifying the prohibition of anathema and execration because according to the law current among the people of knowledge the purport of this blessed utterance is an explicit prohibition concerning anathema and execration the intended purpose thereof is the unpardonable position of the one who violates this mighty command and decisive blessed ordinance in this case to the people of insight it is evident manifest and firmly established that the prohibition as regards anathema and execration is an especialized ordinance and one of the particular commandments of this greatest dispensation thus through the favour of god the most high from the traces of the supreme pen this unseemly action and the ordeals resulting therefrom may disappear from among the people of the world and the glad tidings recorded in the third verse of the twenty-second chapter of the revelation of st john concerning the events of the day of manifestation namely quote, hereafter there shall be no more cursing end quote, shall be realized eighth relative to the carrying of arms except in time of necessity this ordinance is not to be found in other religions but in the bahai religion it is considered as one of the imperative and essential commands the great utility of this law is most evident and manifest how many souls who are not able to control excessive anger have given vent to it by the use of arms ready at hand if the murderer had not been armed often after one hour the violence of his anger would have subsided and no crime would have resulted these are the minor evil results of carrying arms there are other greater evils continually manifested by people who carry arms which are productive of great revolutions and excessive losses for the government and nations. The details of this are not in keeping with brevity and are conducive to prolongation. Nevertheless, the afflictions of the nations and ordeals of the people are evident to men of perception. Ninth the question relative to the necessity of the creation of the house of justice and institution of the national assemblies and constitutional governments this command is likewise specialized to this evident religion and is not mentioned in the others for under other religions it is possible for despotic governments to be restored and founded because the love of the permanence establishment and endurance of religious ordinances and the fear of going contrary to them is so deeply rooted in human souls by reason of the fear of god that they would not pass away in a thousand years and would not be superseded except through the renewal of the religion and the reform of laws in short these are some of the especial commands of the bahai religion which the writer of these lines has submitted in accordance with this opportune occasion The consideration of brevity has made it necessary to omit the mentioning of other special commandments in this most great dispensation among them are ethics and conditions requisite for a wife's knowledge of her travelling or absent husband another concerns the prohibition of haughtiness and egoism another is a command as to purity of all things with recommendation and encouragement, to observe sanitary measures and cleanliness, and to shun utterly all that tends to filth and uncleanness. Among them is a command directing the agreement of nations in the abolition of warfare and battles, and the conservation of the conditions of security and peace many such commands exist the words of amplification and detail of which are beyond the limits of this occasion for justice to this most important subject would necessitate the compilation of a large volume and not a short article but although the article may assume more lengthy proportion i am forced nevertheless to remind the people of knowledge of one distinguishing feature of the many in the bahai religion perchance the radiant sight may attain to the great bestowal of this most supreme cause and the pure tongue may utter thanksgiving and praise to god the blessed the sublime it is this one of the abstruse problems of social philosophy is the prevention of monopoly and wealth control by certain individuals this subject has been discussed by the philosophers of the world for many years the wise men of europe and america especially the socialists in endeavouring to solve this abstruse problem Have entered into minute discussion and deep analyses the governments of europe and america have given the subject exhaustive attention nevertheless they have not yet agreed upon any opinion and have not reached a consensus of remedy for the solution of this seemingly insurmountable question but if a soul should ponder and reflect upon the divine institution concerning the question of heritage and the modus operandi of the distribution of legacies among heirs according to the laws of this dispensation he will see that this all-important problem has been solved in the simplest manner the distribution of wealth among the nations has been established according to the best method inasmuch as the matter of death among mankind is an unavoidable event if the distribution of the estate left by those who ascend to god should be effected according to this divine recommendation it will be impossible for wealth to be accumulated by the few or for any particular family to exercise a monopoly leaving others deprived and afflicted by poverty and want for the mighty lawgiver has dealt with this important affair in this manner he has divided the heirs of the deceased into seven classes including teachers who are the spiritual fathers of enlightened individuals in the world of humanity, the heritage is divided according to the number 2,520, which is the lowest number comprising the integral fractions of nine. Under this division, the seven classes eligible to legacies are as follows: first offspring, second wives, third fathers fourth mothers fifth brothers sixth sisters seventh teachers the nearest relatives are arranged the closest each class receives its due according to the number sixty which runs down through all he has decreed that these seven classes mentioned will come equally into possession of their legitimate rights each receiving his share from this division when the people of insight reflect upon that which has been recorded they will see that with this command in operation wealth will never be monopolized by a limited few and no individual through sheer forceful skill will come into possession of another's wealth wealth will always be in circulation among all all mankind will inherit from one another and all will be benefited from this capital yea when a person reflects upon the distribution effected in the book of bayan by the bab he will conclude that such a division mentioned therein may affect the interest of the offspring but the manner in which it is provided for in the book of agdas through the supreme pen wherein the heritage of the children is multiplied dispels this fear to all people of insight it is evident that in this most great cause all the means of comfort for the nation have been provided and a plan of readjustment for the affairs of the people of the world from all standpoints has been established that which has been stated here will suffice to answer in brief the objections of mr Easton and those like him now in regard to the question of features distinguishing this great cause from other laws and religions of the people of the world in all centuries and ages if fair-minded and intelligent men of knowledge should ponder and reflect upon the judicious laws of the Lord of mankind they will no doubt bear witness to the perfection of divine providence in the laws thus instituted for instance these three firm and irrefutable ordinances namely first the question of heritage and the question of socialism solved second the question of universal peace and international agreements regarding the disarmament and conserving expenditure now devoted to implements of war third the question of all being commanded to acquire a profession art or trade whereby they may earn a living thus lightening the burden of expense to those upon whom it falls such as farmers labourers and others this expense is created by the idlers and unemployed members of the human family these fair-minded and intelligent men will also testify that the readjustment of the world and the salvation of mankind from great dangers is conditioned upon following the commands of this most great manifestation thus will they utter the blessed words blessed is god the possessor of the dominion and the kingdom now at this point we bring our words to an end and at the closing of this statement we beseech god the blessed the supreme to bestow upon mr Easton and other deniers through his infinite mercy, the light of insight and knowledge, in order that they may glance at that which has been submitted in an impartial and disinterested spirit. Thus may they become informed of the reality of the divine cause and be guided to that which is the source of salvation, life, glory and prosperity and this is not difficult by the favour of god written december 28th 1911 in syria by the pen of mirza abu fazl gulpoi end of section six recording by nicholas james bridgewater recorded in london england